it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Okay, guys. Let's play a little hockey. Here we are again. I, we, I'm going to find a way to start a show without saying well. S- sometime soon. I'm going to figure that out. Well, I, I, I'm not Reagan. I don't need to be saying that. But uh, here we are. Obey the puck. Bubble hockey. Milbury goes home. Uh, some big trade happened. And other things. And other stuff and things. <laughs> I'm uh, at Dan Law 83. Paul Baker is at Puckman RI. Kelly is at, well, I mean, her... She's off Twitter, so just follow Obey Puck Show on Twitter for, uh, you know, hockey news and other stuff. But uh, let's start off right away as I clean my lens live. Uh, so let's let's start with something I saw off air uh, right before we got together, Paul, without mentioning the, the personal part of it, just the discussion itself. Is players opting out? And this one hits close to home because uh, Tuka Rask... Since we did the last episode, Tukarask has opted out from the um, Boston Bruins. I drew a brain fart there. And uh, just like anything else in the world today, it's very divisive conversation. Split right down the middle. Um, I just want to put this out there. Uh, I, I, me personally, if it was Claude Giroux, if it was Sean Couturier, if it was Carter Hart, uh, if they want to opt out, you don't have anything to say about it. Sorry, they're paying their salary. No, stop it. No, not how that works. Uh, we all have different circumstances and different ways we are living and dealing during this pandemic. And we have no idea what the individual family situation is. And with Tuca, it was one that he decided it is better off that I go home. Um, not that you're suffering. Uh, some of us were hoping old time Halak would show up, and apparently old time Halak has not shown up, and good Halak is here, much to my goddamn chagrin, pain in the ass. <laughs> anyway, I just find I found it interesting that During a time like this, you think we'd all be understanding. It was actually disconcerting, Paul, to see some people not agreeing with me. Yeah, especially when the circumstances came out. Um, Tuka's situation is he's got three young children at home and a pregnant wife. 
who I don't know how pregnant she is, when the due date is, but apparently, and what we've heard, you don't know, and you you don't want to get all the details because it's none of our damn business. None of my business. Exactly. Um, but there was a family emergency involving one of the kids. He felt like he needed to be with the family. Can't blame him. Can't ever blame him. But a lot of people did. I know. You, you don't get that luxury. That's this. I, I kind of, the way I thought about it uh, was like that meme that goes around that um, this will hit home to you, Paul, um, being in your line of work, that, that meme that goes around saying, why do I have to pay so much for my diabetic medication, but somebody who needs Narcan doesn't have to pay? And the answer is somebody else's station in the that's not how that works. You can't... One has nothing to do with the other. Right? No, not at all. Not at all. Kelly, your thoughts about opting out? Um, yeah, I'm I'm in, in line with you guys. If he wanted to go home, he wanted to go home. It sounds like he um, either discussed it with his teammates uh, when it came up or might have discussed it with everyone going into this. Um, and, and they were supportive, uh, you know, publicly. Privately, we don't know, but um, I guess all accounts say he was supported privately too by the organization and by his um, teammates, which is great to hear. But yeah, I I totally get that. Just you know, just being a person, not even being a parent, with that whole set of uh, responsibilities, but just being there for two weeks or so, and then you just your heart's not in it. Why 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 stay there? Uh, Go home. <laughs> Go home. There's no need. There's, there's no need to stay there if you're if you're miserable in any situation. Uh, the money money is not an object at that point. If you're not happy, you gotta you gotta get out. I would have that. Uh, Angel says uh, I personally would have opted out too, regardless of what was going on inside the clubhouse. I, GZ, I agree. And thanks for stopping by. That's one of my Fortnite buddies. Uh. uh it, 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 but it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter what we think. Again, it, my situation, Kelly's situation, Paul's situation, Duke arrests, or any other athlete's situation, that's not how that works. It, and I'm, I'm happy for him. If he wanted to be with his family. Now, here's a question. Can you opt back in? You can't, yes. right? You I can. think you can. I think you can. I'm not, not positive, but I, I have heard rumblings that, yeah, if they ended up going to the finals, he could come back. He would have to quarantine. Quarantine. Right. Yeah. He'd have to plan it out to where he'd sit for two weeks or something. Right. Which by that time might be over. They did that. um, I know a couple of players left because um, their their wives uh, were having children, so they had they knew this was happening. Of course, they didn't know exactly when, but they knew that they would be leaving during uh, the time in the bubble and then would come back. I know Lars Eller did it for the caps. And I think, actually, I think there was one other cap who did it as well. And I'm sure other, other teams have that happening. So they, they there's a system in place. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so let's talk about somebody else that went home that opted out air, air quotes a little, this is kind of like a follow-up to what we talked about on the last episode. Um, one Mike Bilberry. Uh, for those who are Mike Milbury fans, turn it off now. Um, you're not going to like this conversation. I, on a personal level, I don't care. I don't. Mike Milbury didn't say anything to offend me. I'm not the one that should take offense. He did say something that offended a lot of people. 
and I'm going to start my side of the conversation right, go right to Kelly because Kelly um, and I have been discussing it and watching uh, the hockey guy, watch the hockey guy video on this too. Um, and then we'll go to Paul after who hits close to home because he wielded a shoe in one of your uniforms. Um, so <laughs> I'll never not bring that up. I think that's funny in both ways. Um, somebody posted on Flyers Twitter, Mike Milliberry went home. Do you agree with him going home uh, because of what he said? And I went up to this is before any other video came out or anybody else discussed it. My reply to him, he should have gone home because he is bad at his job. I don't want to hear. I, I get it. Uh, uh, me sitting here in my on my couch in my chairs at my house, not a professional hockey call, uh, commentator. Get it. I have no place. I'm a nobody. Uh, he's not good at his job. I'm sorry. He, he was better behind the desk. He was better behind the desk. He was worse at color. He sounded like he didn't want to be there. He, he hated the game he was calling and that's fine. I have friends uh, on hockey Twitter that don't like today's hockey. And we talk about something else about hockey. Like we, we don't talk about the modern game. We talk about the path. Imagine that. We talk about something everybody likes. Get you're not you don't have to like the game, cool. If you're not if you don't want to be there, go home. <laughs> that goes back to the other the players opting out. Uh, if you don't like if you don't like it, go home. <laughs> if you don't like it, leave. Yeah, fine, okay, leave. Uh, but what he said was that you know there's no women around to distract from the game, and I think it's like the third thing he said to let everybody know how he feels about women in general. I don't know. I, I understand his point. I'm going to say I understood his point. Uh, he made it poorly. He made it poorly. And based on the other comment he made about the, the women's hockey in general uh, and being clueless about how many people watch that, quite frankly, Mr. Milbury, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, and the other things that he said along the way, it was just, okay, uh, enough is enough, Mike. Uh, you obviously don't want to be here or care, so leave. He goes, I'm going to leave. I think it's best for – and quite frankly, I hope he stays uh, uh, home. I He sucks. <laughs> I, I understand that he he's a professional and everything. I think he sucks. Kelly, we talked about this at length. Mike Milbury. Um, yeah. Um, I, I still don't – can you explain the point he was trying to make with that statement? I believe he meant that men cannot – what I think he was trying to say was is there's nobody to fool around with, so they're focused on the game itself. It was a terrible point. I didn't say it was a good point. I said I understood the point he was making. I didn't say it was a good point, FYI. So, did, yeah, I mean, that's just, like, wrong on so many – let's enter his dangerous area here, but let, <laughs> let's enter his headspace. Well, so be, because there were no women around, was he trying to say that what he was watching was fantastic and intense and much better than any other playoff hockey? Because uh, not not in my eyes and not in most people who've well, been watching eyes either. I mean, feel free feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I didn't actually if that think of wasn't that this his way. point. Then why say it? Well, Kelly, because I think he hates women. <laughs> well, I, I, who knows? 
I don't know. Is he married? Yeah, probably. I think he's married, but that's he's probably mean. married. He's probably so excited to be away from his wife, who probably just is clearly the one in charge. Because <laughs> <laughs> any sixty-eight-year-old man who's going to say that in public clearly needs someone in charge of him, so that he doesn't embarrass himself at the grocery store or something oh, like that. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 horrible at his job. For me, what was frustrating was listening to him do whatever the primetime game was each night, especially like early on when we had like, what, six and seven games a, a day. He was horrible. And then like the late night Western game was often, um, they would have one or two female commentators who were better than Milbury. I'm not saying they were great, but they were better than Milbury. And it was so exciting to just hear a different voice and someone who was really who was engaged who was paying attention to the game and was trying to add to it and and answer you know answer questions and, and stuff like that it was just that was just really really frustrating um maybe milberry uh late on the western feed wouldn't have bothered me as much but him in prime time was just endlessly frustrating for so many reasons but that was my main one kind of the point you made He's just bad at it. He's not good at it. <laughs> and clearly didn't want to be there. So why did we have to listen to him? The Space Needle. <laughs> they were just showing a picture of it. And I was thinking, hey, there's a Space Needle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing on the broadcast. I was like, hey, look, the Space Needle, the Mike Milbury Space Needle. Uh, Paul, being, you have a little more connection to Mike Milbury being he was on your team. And... I will uh, preface, throw this over to you by saying I've seen a lot of Bru a lot of Bruins fans and a lot of Islanders fans that had to deal with Mike in two different capacities say, I mean, why is he there in the first place? Are, are you guys saying you don't like your color commentator to talk like this and just be monotone and show noise? Let like, me just say that if you did the show like this, Paul, I would have fired you. <laughs> I'm a guy. Oh, I got to start writing down my thoughts because as Kelly was talking, I had a whole bunch of them. Um, the way the conversation started, as I recall, it, Bush, uh, Brian Boucher was trying to set up how guys are coping in the bubble, what they're doing to keep them so occupied, and how they're making the best of it. And Milbury came in, in with – I think he was trying to be flip. I think he was trying to be funny. Sure. And, and he told a joke that would have killed in the 70s. Sure. But we're not in 1970 <laughs> anymore. It, and <laughs> Nobody tell Mike Milbury. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, that's when he was playing. So, you know, that's, that's when the world stopped moving for him, apparently. Um, and, yeah, and Dan, you, I think you hit it right on the head. It's not that this alone was such a horrible thing, but on top of previous gaffes and just the poor job performance, it was time to go. I would have disagreed with mostly everybody firing on him about the women thing if he didn't make three other comments about women's hockey or women in general right. that he said in the last month. And I'm like, Mike, just say you don't like women's athletes. Just say it. Just say what you mean. It's not the 70s, but just say what you mean so we know where you're coming from. That's what pisses me off about the whole thing. It's the other stuff on top of it. Like, I don't care that he said that if you're going to hit somebody, make it hurt. And all the other stuff. There's a great video. I didn't like him at first because I'm a Philadelphia Flyers fan. I don't like anybody. We all know how we act. Uh, but Kelly started watching him a lot. The Hockey Guy. Great videos. You should check him out, Paul, if you haven't seen him. The Hockey Guy? The Hockey Guy. That's I his name. I watched The Hockey Girl. I don't never. 
same idea. I have no idea. I've never it's, watched the it's Girl. It's the same basic idea, only he's a very laid-back Canadian man. Uh, his name is Shannon. And uh, and he, it's it's weird to take, like, even Dangle. I know Dangle uh, draws the ire of uh, old-school hockey fans. I almost said wrestling fans, you know, same kind of fan base. Um, old-school hockey fans. And, and I try to hate him because I'm a Flyers guy. I try to hate all these people. And I'm like, I can't, I don't hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him at all. And the same thing with, um, oh, he caught an elbow. Uh, it's the same thing with um, the hockey guy. He's very non-biased approach to everything. And I don't know how he does it because I can't. <laughs> kind of envious. But he laid out the whole military thing. And, and he basically came to the conclusion I did. Like on top of this, he's bad at it. <laughs> he's just bad. Yeah, if Doc Emmerich would have said the same thing, not a, not a big deal. No. Well, he also would have wrapped it in a, you know, appropriate. Well, yeah, Doc has timing. <laughs> he also has a Philadelphia Fire. They would have killed if Doc said it. Huh? Yeah, I, he also has a Philadelphia Firebirds jersey, and I've been looking for one of those forever. There's only two more jerseys I want in my collection. It's a Philadelphia Firebird jersey and a Jersey Knights jersey, and I can't. They, I, they don't exist anymore. That's right. That's been my favorite part of the presentation is Emmerich's uh, minor league jersey display. But he's like, oh, one. I know what that is. <laughs> Has he been hanging a different one every game? Because I yes. haven't noticed until today because he had yes. Albany River Rats. Yes, every time he does yeah. an intro, there's a different jersey behind him. And Kelly had to point out, hey, Firebirds, because I wasn't looking up because I was like, yeah, whatever. Oh, oh, I like Doc. <laughs> Yeah, I, I missed uh, quite a quite a few of them, so I'd like to go back and see what he had up there. He had the that ice sheen uh, Cincinnati Cyclones, which was oh so nineties. Oh my goodness, it's so shiny. Do you remember the ice sheens, Paul? The ice sheens. Ice sheen jerseys. They were the um. It was really bright colors, but the fabric was really shiny. I'm not talking about the logo, but like the fabric itself was. I'm trying to oh. think of a. Uh, trying to think of a AHL team that would have had them. I don't know if they did. They were prevalent in the ECHL in the early oh, 90s. Okay. <laughs> the Nashville Knights had the, the, um, the... Right now, Kelly is out nerding all of us because I don't yeah, know what the, about we, we, yeah, didn't, we didn't uh, have ECHL up here back then because we had like 10 AHL teams. Right, that was before yeah. everybody moved out of, the, out of the area. I'll have to, I'll have to show you a couple because they I've, it doesn't get... Oh, more... wait. You, you've shown them on this show before. One was kind of like had a... Like a saber tooth pattern or something like that yeah the, i mean they're just super they're super yeah. shiny. <laughs> shiny that's what i wanted in my jersey I to <laughs> exactly. um but i uh, the, just uh, to wrap up the mike milbury thing he he is a uh what boston bruin is he a legend paul like i don't know i feel like i should say something <laughs> nice about him now that i've crapped on him but i was like what has he brought all i bruins fans tell me is he brought nothing to the game in the first place and then Islanders fans are like, well, he effed us over for a couple of years. I don't couple care. Years. Wow, that's generous. I mean, Twenty <laughs> years. Bad, Paul. Like I said last last week um, or two weeks ago, he had a decent career. He played for like fourteen years, so that's yeah. that's not nothing. Right. Um, and he was, you know, he didn't have flashy stats. He was one of those solid stay-at-home kind of defensemen, and he was he was he had a little bit of a physical edge to his game. wasn't a big fighter, but I looked, I checked him out on HockeyFights.com, and he, over his career, he had like 50 fights or so so he would drop them on occasion not a okay. ton but all right 
That was the kind of player he was. He was, you know, the kind of – he was a number four or five defenseman, and, and you need that on your team. But so it's hard for me to say anything because – it's hard for me to say anything because he has uh, something against Philly, which – who doesn't? So I hated him there to begin with when he – since he was doing commentary. Then you add all the other stuff. I'm like, get out! Go! <laughs> so I'm happy. Just anybody – and they had uh, Keith Jones doing it, unfortunately – for the Flyers uh, Islanders game, which we're not going to talk about. Um, and we've had Keith jo- Kelly. You said he did a few years in Washington before he went to Philly. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how long he was here, um, but he, I think he got his broadcasting start in DC. But Keith Jones is the other, let's compare the two. Same length hockey career, had, had a long career, nothing special, a solid enough defenseman where people wanted him to play, you know, um, but then he, you think you, you wouldn't think watching him play that he could talk on the microphone. And then, and I, and I said this to Kelly, this when she said, well, he started in Washington, he does, he starts doing, uh, the third or second mic in Flyers games. And I'm like, Keith Jones. like it was one of those immediately. He's never been slow at it. He's picked it up immediately. Boom. Boucher had a little bit of a couple, it took him a couple games, but I remember my memory of it is, is I remember sitting there going, Oh, Keith Jones is really good at this to the point where he's on radio shows and he's national as well as the local Philly broadcast. So when they brought him on, I was like, well, why do they have him doing the desk and Mike doing the, the, the NBC doesn't make sense. Now it makes sense. Because Milbury has never been a, a color guy. He's never done play-by-play. He's worked for Nesson for a long time, but he's always done the studio show. How? But how? Somebody, what am I seeing? What am I not seeing? He's got the long resume in hockey, man. It's, it's the hockey world. It's not inclusive. He's got pictures of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Kel. Probably. Well, for a, for a while there, um, like – NHL broadcasting, it was all former caps. <laughs> Engblom, Clement, I know it was True. a fire too, but Clement no, is a cat Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the the semi-crappy teams of the early 80s and then the kind of decent teams that they were, were producing hockey announcers left and right. I think I think honestly they just got a shot down here in DC, like because we, we just we had we had the two man team in the booth, but they would just let anyone come into the studio and give it a shot, and then they would kind of move on somewhere else. You know that's funny because in baseball, like there are, and not I'm not exaggerating, there are seven, eight, or nine baseball play by play guys who got their start in Pawtucket. Hmm. So it's just one of those things, like maybe it's, it's the spot where, for whatever reason, the system teaches them and coaches them up and they're ready to move on. I don't know. Right, yeah. As far as Keith Jones, and I don't mean to correct you like this on air, um, just reading his Wikipedia, so take that with a grain of salt, folks. Uh, beginning 2005-2006, Jones worked as an in-studio analyst alongside Bill Clement on the NHL on NBC, which was NHL on Versus for a while. I and remember that. Yeah, and that's when he also started working for NBC, uh, well, Comcast Sportsnet in Philly. Uh, and then right after that, he was <laughs> on the morning show on WIP in Philly. Uh, so it was pretty much immediate. And he was drafted by the Caps, by the way. I, I believe, Kelly, that he is a skipjack. I believe that is true. I'm not, 
I closed the window before I looked. Probably. The the years match up. <laughs> the years are matching. Hey, up. Baltimore, we have a hockey team. And now we don't. It's gone. I'll <laughs> never forget those commercials. Seriously, we do. We do. We do. Please got, come. It's well, okay. Air quotes arena. We've got an arena too. <laughs> no, that was that was legit. Their commercials because I lived in Baltimore in the mid '80s, and you would hear, "Hey, Baltimore." We have a hockey team. That was their marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, we, I promise we have one. Please come. <laughs> come please. see us, please. 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 Please come. No, no, no. It's the Inner Harbor, but not quite, not it's what you're the, thinking. It's, it's not. It's, it's like right, two blocks up. <laughs> it's, it's two blocks away from the bad part that you're scared to go into, and the parking garage is on the good side. Come on. And, yeah, and Camden Yards doesn't exist yet, so yeah, you're, you're on your own. <laughs> That's right. right. And, and the block was more than a block back then. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two. Uphill. <laughs> uh more bubble hockey dis- discussion enough with the slamming the mike milbury it'll never be mentioned here again um i didn't know you could trade while the playoffs were still going on because apparently you can the, tra- the penguins and the leafs made a trade i think this is correct i don't know i've seen three different reports in the last hour trying to make sure i got this right so the penguins got casper Kapanen, uh lindgren and Aberg? No idea who that is. I apologize. Leafs are getting a 2020 uh, uh, round one pick, 15th overall. Evan Rodriguez, uh, Philip Hollander, and um, oh, you mentioned him, Paul. David Warsawski. Well, yeah, we're <laughs> so uh, and and I. That's, that's, that was the deal breaker. Warsawski. Now, when I when I read <laughs> that was the deal breaker for you. <laughs> Trade was not happening unless you included Warsawski. <laughs> what? A... Sorry, Dave. <laughs> you better grab that bag of pucks on your way out the door, Dave. <laughs> Dave Cotney, I just want to let you know that Paul said that. Not not me. We're making fun of Toronto. Oh. It's just a joke. No, I was making fun of Dave Warsawski. Oh no, but I was saying I was saying you're making you're making fun of Toronto, so I just wanted to because I didn't say anything this time. Dave's an abs fan, he doesn't care. Well that's true. Yeah, but he the Toronto guy. I'm just, you know, I'm just. He's an Avs fan. Yeah. He what? He's not allowed on the show anymore. Uh, no. Just, I, I think he. I think he was a Nordiques fan back in the day, and he just. Ah, uh, well, you're allowed. You're. I appreciate. Well, that's right. He always throws the Nordiques thing in my face, and then the Toronto Blue Jays thing, so I get confused. <laughs> so, uh, but I just meant the What's Toronto the thing. It wasn't me saying anything bad about Toronto this time in general. It wasn't me. Um, I thought on paper reading this that this was good for Pittsburgh, and apparently everybody in Pittsburgh says I'm crazy, and it's terrible. <laughs> Somebody help me. Dan, I thought the same thing you did because the only names I recognized uh, were, were Kapanen and Warsawski. I'm like, well, that's not even. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, Kap, uh, the Kapanen th- I thought that was a good trade for Pittsburgh, but like I said, everybody in Pittsburgh uh, – th- I say everybody. It's the internet. I don't mean everybody, obviously. Um, but everything I saw was, this is terrible. I want another cup. Give me, give me now. And I'm like, oh, three is not enough for you. I understand. It's sad. I'm so sad for you. I thought it was a good trade for Pittsburgh. I just was surprised that they were still trading. I know they're both eliminated, but I was like, can you do that? I guess technically it's August. Well, I guess the next season starts, you know, like three days after this one ends. So (laughs) everything is, who knows? Everything's completely up in the air. Uh, Kelly, what me is they're doing trades in baseball. How can you trade somebody during a pandemic? 
Well, they baseball doesn't give a damn. There's well, no yeah. pandemic according to baseball. They're no, fine. Ba- nobody in baseball cares. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And thank you for allowing it because we might actually have closers in our bullpen now as far as the Phillies go. But that is another podcast for another time. Brandon Workman? No. No, I don't. It was sarcasm. Keith Henry? No. Paul, it was sarcasm. Wrong sport. But I'm not getting into it now. I have zero faith. Wrong podcast. (laughs) Don't even get me started about the goddamn. Stay tuned for Obey the Ball. Yeah, Obey the Ball, which is (laughs) a – that that is the wrong website altogether, Paul. That it's sounds a, like a whole different genre. Yeah, that is BDSM. <laughs> so let's talk about the Sixers. No, let's not do that either. Uh, I'm just going to keep uh-huh. getting angry. Let's talk about the Caps so I don't feel as sad. Uh, the Caps are gone. Uh, Kelly's to, just the, to the surprise of no one in to D.C. To the surprise of no one in D.C. <laughs> yeah. I don't. When that matchup came up, everyone was like, well, that was fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping you'd beat them so we wouldn't have to play the Islanders, but we'll talk about that probably in two weeks. <laughs> no, uh, not, no one that uh, that I pay attention to or um, read through thought that uh, – I don't think anyone thought the series would go that quickly, but uh, no one saw the Caps getting out of that series. Um, they struggle mightily when a, when a team pressures them a lot. Um, and when a team plays a structured system against them, they just are really not good at that. Um, and, I mean, if anyone knows the Caps, <laughs> it would be Trots. They've been basically running like a Trots light system since he left. Um, Reardon was his assistant for however many years he was there, six years or something like that. I mean, so Trotz knows that team probably better than Reardon, which will explain the other news having <laughs> to do with the Caps. Um, but yeah, that that was a um, a masterclass in how to deal with the, the Caps. Well, now he's dealing with us, so. <laughs> That's, it's, it is a tough system unless you are going to hit them and play with them, you're, you're in big, big trouble. All of those guys, their body, he doesn't have any of the egos he did in D.C. where he had to, like, convince people to buy into a system. I just don't understand how he could play so well in the round robin. I, it's game one, Dan, calm down. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how calm I am in a week. I might be moving out again. I ain't moving out. Oh, I might be moving <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I might be moved. Uh, so well, potentially Holtby's last game as a cap too. That's what I was. That was the other thing I was going to bring out. Is is now I saw some people saying that they thought Ovi wasn't re-signing. So if Ovi doesn't re-sign, do you do you keep Holtby? What what do you do? Uh, <laughs> oof. Um, right. I I'd be hugely surprised if Ovi didn't re-sign. Um, maybe just for a year. Who knows with everything going on. There, there are no guarantees, um, but I'd be hugely shocked by that. Um, pretty much since mid last year, most Caps fans have been preparing themselves for uh, Holpe's last game. Um, after the Cup win, um, he was going into a contract season, and uh, and everyone, and then we saw the money that Bobrovsky's got, and looking at you know just the reality of of the money they were already spending, it's like that. He doesn't fit here getting anywhere near Bobrovsky money. 
which is what he would would have demanded on the open market at, you know at the time even with a down season he's still going to get big time money and to fit him in with the other contracts probably not happening and i think he was kind of the odd man out um especially after they resigned backstrom uh during the season interesting well we speaking of bobrowski boy that worked out huh it's almost like he's really really good when there's a huge defensive structure in front of him not so much at other times yeah i don't know what you're talking about that never happens with goalies no no uh tortorella got fined by the league because the league are a bunch of pansies uh he got fined twenty five thousand dollars because apparently he didn't like the way he conducted himself it's amazing to me to keep watching the nhl and watch all the internal problems they have and fix zero of it have zero accountability for their officiating for their bad just all of the crummy decisions that they make blatantly and not address any of them and just so you know what coach give us more money i don't like tortorella i've been very vocal about tortorella i think i don't think he's ever going to win a cup with any team well he did he already did well i mean again ever again okay especially not columbus blue jackets um and I don't like the way he treats his players, but that's just me being the uh, liberal left snowflake that I am. But that being said, I don't understand. The same thing with Rod Brindamore. I don't understand why they find him either, other than they're avoiding accountability for an obvious uh, F up and they don't plan on fixing anything. And I've been told, we've been talked about this in the past. They can't fix the officiating. It's broken. It's like, Comcast internet. I've been told it'll never work 100% in our neighborhood, so why bother? So I don't know what the point is, but I just how you can find the guy that just wasn't in the mood to talk after his hand is he got his butt handed to him. I don't know. Every day it's like, why am I watching this? I know you don't really. Paul does. Yeah, thou shalt not criticize the NHL. Here's my here's my issue, because I know some folks are going to listen to this and go, if you don't like it so much, why are you still watching? Oh, I hate people who say that. I want to punch them. It's the same people that in this country, if you don't like it, leave. I want to no, punch no, no. them, too. No, I, I will punch them, too. <laughs> I think Paul's just angry. <laughs> no, no, and I'll hold them while you punch them. <laughs> my point is, it's okay to want things to be better. Right. Whether you agree with it or not, is not my problem, and it's a debate and a discussion we can have. The NHL officiating is fucking garbage. And it should be fixed, not silenced and gone, ah, you know, you don't like it, watch something else. Well, A, I can't watch anything else. B, I don't want to watch anything else. I want you to do it better. Why don't you start fixing it, even a little bit, make a change. Oh, that guy really screwed that up on camera in high definition in front of millions of people. We should probably address that guy. Just a suggestion. What do I know? I don't have to answer for anything. <laughs> Just annoyed me. That's like, come on. Why are you finding him? I don't want to talk. I, I want to leave. All right. See you later. He is human. You get the whole argument that he didn't do his job. I was like, well, is it in his contract that he has to spend 10 minutes talking to people? Is that a rule? 
Probably. It's a rule. I'll shut up. So stupid. So stupid. Sometimes you get you get excited. You you get you're watching games. You watch six days of games a day. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes about two weeks. You're like, oh, we're just how back. Awesome, how awesome is four games a day been? Oh my god, fantastic. I, I picked the right week to get sick and be out of work. Let me tell you. I mean, maybe it's because <laughs> of everything that's going on around us that it's like, here's an escape. There's it's a sport a back. Yeah. They're doing it right. They seem to be doing it safely. We can enjoy this. And then two weeks later, I'm like, God damn it, will you fire that guy, please? <laughs> please. It's like, like a cat when you rub its belly. It's like, yes, yes, enough. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yes, I'm going to stab you now with my very sharp claws. Uh, I guess we could address this uh, passing of a hockey legend, pretty much. Uh, Dale Howardchuck passed after a very lengthy battle with cancer. Um, Philadelphia Flyer, Winnipeg Jet legend. Uh, 57 years old, I believe. Kind of, it was kind of, kind of, kind of caught you off guard. Um, because we heard he was sick, and then we heard he was doing fine, and then I heard, you know, on the news that he had to leave whatever he was doing to go address this, and he'd passed. It was very quick, unfortunately. Uh, but there's a guy that. <laughs> I mean, I remember him as a flyer growing up, but he wasn't with the Flyers for long at all. He's really a Winnipeg yeah. Jets and Buffalo Sabres guy, but I remember Dale Howard Chuck. You know what I mean? And during those during the eighties when Wayne Gretzky was just putting up ridiculous video game numbers, Howard Chuck was the next level as far as scoring. <laughs> he was. He was well, first of all, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2001. He's a five-time NHL All-Star. That's legendary to me. Scored 130 points one season. He <laughs> scored 183 a- points in the juniors. Holy crap, 81 <laughs> goals for the Cornwall Royals in 80-81. Dale Harachuk was no slouch, let's just say that. I did have a couple Flyers fans like, well, he wasn't anything. To you, he was nothing. Yeah, Flyers got, got him at the, the end of his career for yeah. a season and a half. Flyers got he was good for what he did in the Flyers. He he, he did fine in the role he was in. But the he, Flyers got him to the Cup final at least in Winnipeg. He never could get past the Oilers or the Flames, so yeah. <laughs> he had never been past the second round. I, that was his last year too. They got to the Cup final and they got swept by the Red Wings, and Dale retired. It's like I'm out. Uh, we broke Dale. <laughs> I think Philly broke Dale Howard But, uh, yeah, he was, I guess, you know, because the Jets moved, I know the Coyotes, what is, what is their Hall of Fame? It's not called a Hall of Fame in um, Phoenix when you get your uh, number retired. I don't know what it is, and I can't find it now. But I mean, he's on he's on their board. I'm going to call it the board, Hall of Fame board. It's not what that is. I can't find it on the uh, on Wikipedia, but uh, yeah, he's a hockey legend. Oh, here it is: the Ring of Honor, the Phoenix Coyotes Ring of Honor, retired his number uh, on April fifth, two thousand seven. Now, what I found interesting he never played in Phoenix. I know that's what I was about to say. What I found interesting is unlike Hull and Steen, who had uh, his honor, their honor was in Jets colors. His was in the Phoenix Coyotes uh, jersey. That's odd. I wonder why that is. 
Did he come back and work for the team at the after his career? I do not know. That's a very good question. Uh, he ducked it into the Sabres Hall of Fame in 2011. He's in the he's an honored member of the Manitoba Hockey Hall of Fame. Guy was just an amazing hockey player. I can't find it. He ever worked for the. I don't see anything. He worked for the Ontario Provisional Junior A Hockey League's Orangeville Crushers. What a name. That's awesome. Orange Crushers. <laughs> the Orangeville Crushers. That's all right. Hey, I missed the Bruins goal. What the heck? Nice. Well, I just looked up to see it. So thanks a lot. He jinxed me. I had to see that. Yeah, I don't see any uh, thing working with the uh, – I think that was more of uh, – it was the Jets. The franchise, if, franchise, yeah. Yeah, it's the same franchise. We should honor the guy. He's earned it times two. Uh, do we have anything else this week? I think that's it. I think we're good. Um, well, I won't ask Kit where you can follow Kelly, but follow uh, Obey the Puck at Obey Puck Show. Paul, where can people follow you? I am at Puckman RI. Follow me at DanLaw83. Uh, listen to the podcast online at VOCNation.com. Watch the video. Uh, re-airing youtube.com slash Dan 93 Please subscribe. If you want to watch it live, if you're not watching it live and you're watching it on YouTube, go back to twitch.tv slash Dan 83 and hit follow. You don't have to pay. If you want to pay, hit subscribe. But if you just hit follow, it's free. Or if you are you're on your smartphone, go to your podcast app and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and look for the Obey the Puck logo. For Kelly, for Paul, I am Dan. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Hey, this is a total package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. 
each and every Thursday night. Check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.